0: Good morning, sisters. How are you guys this morning? Thank God that we all woke up today. I'm so happy. Today is July 15, 2020, and it's currently 9.05 a.m. here in Seattle. Um, Today's topic is going to be about domestic violence. The reason why I want to talk about domestic violence is because I went through it myself. And I just want to inspire other ladies. Maybe they could take some notes out of my experience. Um, and yeah, so let, I want to start the story off by, in the in the very beginning, I want to start the story in, from the very, very beginning. In the very, very beginning for me is when I was young um, and I thought I was strong. And I know, well, I am strong. I am strong. Let me rephrase that. I am strong. So I was young and I was like, oh my God, I'm strong. I was so independent. I would never let nobody bully me. I was, you know, I was, I was really strong in my head. I was really strong. And, um, I turned 18 and I thought that I could be independent at that time. I thought I could move on, leave my mom's house and, and still be good. And Then this man came around he was supposedly i say supposedly because he lied about his age supposedly he was 30 something years old which is still a big number it's still really far from 18. so you know you could you're probably like what was she thinking um and he came around and was like I, you know, all nice, and you know, he came and bought me phone. So I kind of like got like, oh my god, excited. Like this girl, man, he has head on the shoulders. You know, he's promising me this. He's saying he loves me. Like, this could be a good thing. I wasn't thinking of the consequences. I wasn't thinking about nothing but myself at the moment. And and I, so I left my house. I left my mom's house, thinking that okay this is my opportunity to leave Um, the reason why I wanted to leave my mom's house is you know we're 18 we feel suffocated the rules the the way they live is not the way you want to live no more and so forth so I saw my opportunity and I left and um, my mom was mad by the way she threw all my stuff through the second floor she had a townhome. she threw it out the window and she was so mad I feel so bad to this day but I still left i still left and so yeah so we got our apartment our one-bedroom apartment and um i remember three days into the apartment only three days i i see i remember what he did i don't remember exactly what happened because it's been seven years specifically this part that i'm gonna tell you but when it gets towards more to the end i remember exactly what he did to me the the hurt is still there it's still there and um he he got mad i don't know what i was doing i don't know what i said he got mad i was in the kitchen i remember I was cooking and he just came and grabbed my face with his big old hands grabbed my whole face and my neck like just grabbed me and just you know got out and then he'll do this thing where he'll get all ugly and and i don't I, all i remember is my heart pounding my heart was pounding me 18 years old I was pounding I was I was so scared and and I remember he he every time he he fell asleep he fell asleep and I ran I ran out the house I called I was walking and my sisters came and picked me up in a van and they took me to my mom's house which was 3 blocks away only and I was so scared and I told my dad, and he tried to he hit me, he hit me. I was just so, being so dramatic, but at the same time, I was really, really scared. He didn't hit me, he you know, grabbed me. But to me, that's a hit. So my dad went and talked to him. He came and talked to me. He said sorry, da da. da. And I went back. Like a stupid little girl. I'm sorry. That's what I called myself. I I'm, I'm insulting myself because I still this day just talking about it. I get mad at myself. I went back. Maybe if I would have stayed on the other side with my mom, I did wouldn't have went through what I went through. But I went back. So I went back. And, you know, everything was okay. After that, for like a good minute, like a month or so. So I was, I was like, okay. He, it was part of a mistake. He won't do it again. Relationships go through things. My mentality. So um, uh, days passed. All of a sudden he'll start like getting jealous of my friends or getting jealous of the people that will come visit my mom's house that we're you know i'm cuban so everybody calls each other cousins so like you know cousins will come to the house and he'll get jealous oh you're doing this you're doing that and like i was so homies so, so even though i had my own place I, I still wanted to be at my mom's house so i'll be there most of the time and um yeah so he started getting jealous that's another red flag i did not i did not consider let's say at 18 i didn't even know about domestic violence i didn't even know about red flags red flags or whatnot i didn't know about none of that now i'm more informed now i know what are red flags now i know i'm more informed i know everything now now i'm just like huh you did what you're cut off like that's the way i am now i'm so precautious over myself so, if that makes sense, so yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, he started getting jealous. And sorry, I spaced out. He started getting jealous, and then my mom left for many reasons. She left, and this was all happening in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Let me because I didn't give you guys the location. This was all happening in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um. So my mom left to Florida. She left with everybody. And I stayed behind because I'm with this man. So she left. Once she left Albuquerque, New Mexico, it's when things got crazy. Because now that I'm older and I got, you know, I and I look back, I feel like he was like, she's alone now. She's in my hands. There's no running from me. He can do whatever he wants, you know, because, the first time he did it that like he grabbed me i think it was like a test to be honest this is my mentality now and this is the way i feel like these mans test you so he tests me and he grabbed my face and he wanted to see what i was going to do next and he noticed that i ran to my mom and my dad and my dad you know came to defend me so he didn't do it again so once my parents left the town all the way to the other side to florida he was like It's time. It's time for me to take control. And she's not going to do nothing about it. What could she do? But it wasn't like immediately that he started doing stuff. Let me tell you, this man is so smart. (laughs) So smart. It was emotionally, mentally first, let me tell you. And little by little, I don't know how it happened. I became so vulnerable. My words, I'm sorry. My words are really, I don't know what's wrong with my my tongue. I can't really say the words right. But if you guys understand me, I hope you guys understand me. (laughs) But if anything, when this video goes up, comment below and let me know that I need to practice more in my vocabulary. See, I don't even think I said that right. (laughs) But um, I became so vulnerable and so weak. It was nothing like the girl he met when he first met. So we, so, and I didn't notice that. I wasn't noticing that. So he would, he basically started controlling me little by little without me even noticing. And it was to the point where I couldn't even use my phone to call my parents. He did, he wanted me to stop talking to my parents. That's it. I couldn't even talk to my mom and, um, or else he'll break my phone and, um, Go left or go right. If I didn't go left, it it was a problem. If I didn't go right, when he said it was a problem, if I didn't drive this way, oh, because you're such a little girl, and like it, there came the insults and the and the and and it was it's so painful right now. Just talking about it. it's so painful that I went through this, and it's so painful that many girls go through this and they don't notice that there's a problem. And yeah, so go left, then he'll get mad if I didn't do that, and okay so we moved so we moved to a house and um I remember I was getting tired of all his abuses his abuses I mean mentally he would tell me he'll disgrace me as a woman and he would say that you know I'm ugly and he'll just say a lot of things to me that would just bring up, that- and then emotionally and I felt so alone so I'll try to call my mom I remember calling my mom one time and he called me talking to her and he grabbed my phone and he just grabbed it so hard that it cracked and he threw it I didn't have an iPhone so he can't do that with iPhones (laughs) and I started crying I I feel like he liked to see me cry he liked to see me cry and and I was just like why why he's like he just get mad okay so then I noticed I don't know I caught on to he was on drugs he was on drugs, and he'll take out his frustration on me every time. Not during the drugs. When he was on it, he was the most happiest. Once he was off of it, like the, the next day, the, the you know your body's discharging the rest. That that's when he was he he'll, he'll grab it with me. He'll hate me, and I was the worst person in the world. So I remember he would drive far away acting saying that people are following him polices are following him it was acting really really crazy and I um and I and I was so scared I would I would I would close myself in my, my kids' room with them. By the way I did have kids at that time. I had my son that was in his and then I had a son with him. So that probably could explain why I stayed with him because I was like I have kids now I can't bother my mom. At this point in my life with kids and everything that's always been my mentality that i can't just have my mom take care of me and my kids when she already went through so much in life it's a weird mentality i know she would have been there for me but that's always been my mentality to this day i still don't like to bother my mom um so yeah so i didn't want to bother my mom so i was with him so i'll lock myself in the room i'll scare i'll sleep i'll hold them tight and i'll sleep with them this man going back to when i was having a kid he left me alone in the hospital um didn't believe the son was his mind you this boy looks just like him he's his twin um and he still didn't believe the son was I had to do a DNA test and he like posted it. He, like once he grabbed the DNA test, he still didn't believe what the DNA test was saying. He went in the, in the thing and to confirm the DNA test, the lady was like, it's your son. And he comes to the house and he puts it right in front of the door. Like he hangs it right next to the door. Like as soon as you come in, you can see that test right there. To me, that was so embarrassing, so degrading. Like I was just like, and every day he, he would do stuff like that. He would like try to make me feel like I'm nothing. Like I'm worthless. And he'll always call me a punk. Say how soft I am. Say how ugly I am. Say he he would never dated a girl my color. That he doesn't know what he's doing. That girls that he likes were white. It was just so bad. And um. And I and and, the, and when I just wanted to leave. And I couldn't because I didn't have courage. Was when. I knew I was vulnerable. Was when I knew I was weak, and I didn't know how I got there. I didn't know how. It's like you feel like you're in a hole. You feel like you're in a hole, and you can't get out the hole. That's how you feel, and it's like, help me, somebody help me. But you, you gotta want the help too, because or else you'll never leave that hole. And I was, I remember talking to my mom. I was like, call the police. She's in Florida. She's scared for me. Call the police. And I was. I couldn't even pick up the phone to call the police. Why? Because I was scared that before the police even gets there, he'll beat me to death. Or if the police gets there, you know, I'm so weak, he threatens me and I won't even have the guts to tell the police, yes, this is him. Or even if they do take him and he comes out the next day, he comes for me. That's what I was scared of. And um, so I never called the police. So from mentally... It became physical and he denies it till this day that it was never physical. Oh, all up in my face. You know, showing his man that he's the man. And and me, you know, getting little and littler. And mind you, I'm bigger than this man ten times. He comes around me now, I'll knock him out. And and yeah, and I keep him away from me till this day. I don't he doesn't even know his son and us. His son doesn't even know him. And um he um and and why i keep him away from him because i still feel like i gotta knock him out so that that means i still feel threatened i don't trust him i'm never gonna trust him sadly to say i'm never gonna trust this man ever because he hurt me so much and i don't know if i'm telling you guys all the details probably because i'm kind of scared right now but this man did the worst to me okay mentally i left right I, i got on an airplane i left he was on drugs for like three days. He wasn't paying attention to me. He was out saying people are following him. So I used that time to leave and I left. I went to Florida and I was with my mom, but my mom at the time was struggling in Florida. was so bad. She you know, she was living at a hotel and, and I didn't want, and we were looking for rent and we couldn't find rent. In Florida, there's a lot of scams, so it was just bad. So I didn't want my kids from coming from a home, this is my mentality back then, to being in a hotel. So he came for me, but before he came for me, you know, I was trying really hard to live there, but he came for me. He came for me driving. He got all the way there and I let him know where I was at. And I was just like, I have to go back for my kids. I don't want my kids to struggle in the street. I'd rather them be in a home. I wasn't thinking about myself thinking for my kids, but little do I know I'm not thinking about my kids either because I'm taking them back to a home where it's scary, where they're not. They feel my pain. They feel my fear. And I didn't, my mentality wasn't there yet. So, I went back with him. We were driving on our way back to Albuquerque, New Mexico from Tampa, Florida. Literally, right in the middle of that road trip, this man done pulled out a gun on me. Like, straight up to my face. Like, pulled... And my kids were having fevers. It was just the worst road trip. My heart was pounding. When I looked at his face, I had, I was like, how could I not notice this before? Like, how could I not notice this before? He was on drugs so heavy. And like, I guess when we were on the road trip, it was when he was finally, you know, discharging it. his body was. And this man looked crazy. His eyes looked like the devil itself okay and he pulled out that gun at me and as soon as we stopped for gas I got off the car and I don't know why I didn't call the cops I wanted to so bad but he was just looking at me through the windows of the gas station I remember him just looking at me just gazing at me because I was so scared and my 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 <laughs> I'm so funny I grabbed the uh pocket knife from the store I bought a pocket knife and um and I put it like right here on my boob like you know how you guys girls put their phones on their boobs or money sometimes. So I put the pocket knife right here on my boobs so he can see he's like, What are you gonna do with that knife? I'll shoot you before you even touch people with that knife. One of the most me, scariest things ever, bro, to go through at such a young age. And even if you're old age, even if you're thirty-five, it's still scary to go through domestic violence. But I knew that I had to get away from him. I knew that. I knew that much. And um, as soon as we got to Albuquerque, New Mexico, I called my mom and I was like, Mom, get me out of here. I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. Or I'm going to die. He's going to kill me. My name going to wake up and just shoot us all and kill himself. And and he did threaten me with, with killing me and 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 I know I'm missing a lot of details because there's a lot that happened but now that I'm thinking about the whole every time I say something I think about another thing and one time we were sitting in the upper crate this before I left to Florida we were sitting in a couch and you know he pulled out a gun on me I was like I was holding my newborn baby his son holding him right here on my hand cradling him about to feed him and my other son was in a playpen laying down and um he comes and he grabs the gun, right? And he points it straight to my face. And my son's right here. Like, if you would have shown, you could have shot my son too. And I even told him, I looked up at him, like, Your son is in front of me. Your son is in my hand. I don't give a damn. You do what I say. Da, 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 da. My other son was sleeping. They were both sleeping. He was in my hand, and the other one was sleeping. They were the one was a newborn. And, and, And he didn't care. He didn't care. He was like, I'll shoot you. I thought my life was going to end that day because he looked so serious. He looked like he was about to pull that trigger. I'll shoot you and I'll kill myself afterwards. We all die. It was so scary. So scary. And, you know, he walked away. So, yeah, going... Moving forward back to when he did that in the car and we got to Albuquerque. I told my mom, please come for me because I know I'ma die. My mom was like, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. And um waiting for my mom was the most nerve-wracking days. I'll call her every day. I'll call her every day. Are you coming? Are you coming? Yes, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I had to trick him. I had to tell him that we're all moving. Um, I had to tell him that, sorry, my daughter's up. Now she woke up and she's listening to my everything she says. She has to go feed. Um, um, One second, you guys. One second. Let me attend to my daughter real quick. Um, Just open the door. Move the fan and open the door. You have to pick up the fan and move it and open the door. Good job, thank you. So, yeah, it was nerve wracking for my mom. I mean, nerve wracking for me, sorry, yes. Nerve wracking for me, waiting for my mom. And like I said, I had to trick him and tell him that, um, you know, we're moving. We're all gonna move together, even though I knew it was just me leaving. I was, and we're all gonna move together. And then when we went back to, um, let me let me go back. We we went back to Albuquerque. We didn't even go back to a house, let me tell you. We went to a a studio, like not even, it was like not even a studio, it was half a studio. I don't know how to explain it, it was just one of the... So I'm like, wow. My mentality was, I'm not gonna stay with my mom in a hotel and continue looking for rent because look, I gave up on it to come back to Amanda's abusing me and we're living in not even half a studio. Daylon, what did you do? I kept, like, blaming myself for what this man is doing to me and for what he's making me feel, I kept blaming myself. Finally, my mom got there, and, you know, with the U-Haul. She was going through stuff herself at that time, I remember. Um, and I got to leave. We left. And she was like, we're going to go. I was like, Mom, where are we going? She was like, we're going to go to Seattle, Washington. I've been there. I lived there for a month. It's really nice. You're going to love it. I was like, yes, as long as I'm away from this man and my son that was asthmatic at the time, doesn't get sick with the weather. The weather doesn't affect him. I'm good. We got here to Seattle. Everything came to me. Like God was like, this is where you need to be. Right away, I got a car. Right away, I got a, a, a apartment. Everything happened so fast. Right in the way I met the man that I'm with now, that's been six years now, five years. And this man is was 23 at the time. Now he's 28. He treats me way better. Way better. He taught me what love really was. And mind you, I was so fractured when he met me, man. I have my, I still this day I still have my guard up. I really think he talked to me sideways. I'm squirting, like what? because like I feel like. I'm scared, I'm traumatized. Like if I let a man think that I'm vulnerable, he's gonna abuse me. And you know, it's it's a really it's it's it was a really long journey. I wanna be able to talk about this um more because I missed a lot of details and um and I just wanna talk about this more. So I am gonna be making another episode about domestic violence, um, and just giving you guys more um information. Uh, really quick I do want to say that I overcame my fears and it didn't stop there after leaving him it did not stop there it continued, and that's when he um it continued he started like saying let me let me really quick because this is only a 30 minute thing he was he he was smart in computers so he'll get on computers and make fake numbers, like 911 calls, and call me and tell me, "Oh, I'm coming to take your kids away from you." And I was so naive; I didn't know nothing about this. Uh, I definitely didn't have the mentality I have now. Because call me 911, I'm, boy, you taking who? Okay. If I was like this back then, I I don't think I would have went through it, but probably I would have. You just never know. Um, he was and he would grab, he would go on my, all my platforms, make face fake facebooks of me every and then like he has a i have i think i have a whole m- a bunch of fake facebooks around he'll add everybody that i have on my facebook and talk trash about me talk say that i have um hiv say that i have um that i'm this that i'm that i'm the worst person um to the point that i even got scared and was like okay why does he keep saying that and i'll book, i went to I remember my doctor last year was like, "Okay, can we stop testing you now? Are you okay?" I was so scared. I was like, "Cause he's so sure of what he's saying that you know, I got scared. Um, he put that fear in me that I was sick. So I went to the to the um, to the to the doctor a million times to check myself a million times, and I still want to check myself. You just never know. So yeah, so. It took me time to overcome it. Like, I, it looks like just telling you guys a story, you could tell I still need more work to overcome this fear. Um, it's But it took me time to at least get to where I'm at right now. And uh, because it's traumatizing. Um, to get out of it, it's really hard. You really gotta want it. You really gotta want it. And what made me get out of this relationship was really my kids. Cause I was like, I'm in danger and my my kids are in danger. My kids are in danger. And I don't want my kids to die. I, I didn't give birth for them to for them to to die on somebody's hands for no reason just because just because. They wanna I don't I don't get this satisfactory of abusing a lady and just 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 making them feel the way they want to make them feel and they call that love mm-hmm. unfortunately they call that love um so yes ladies i want to do another episode of this because 30 minutes wasn't nothing i feel like i didn't even give you guys enough details i still want to talk to you guys of, on how i overcame it a little bit more and a little bit more um my life now how happy i am now And, um, yes, I'm so excited. Till next time, ladies. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Please, ladies. I'm so excited. Bye, sisters. Next time.